What up, Ring Crew Army, and welcome back to the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and we are continuing our conversation of New Japan Pro Wrestling's Soccer Genesis 2021. We are currently on the main event, which had the winner of the New Japan 2021 Cup and the leader of the United Empire, Will Ospreay, taking on the self-proclaimed god of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Kota Ibushi, for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title. This has been an interesting story in the making. Aside from Kota Ibushi and Will Ospreay facing each other many times in New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is a very different Osprey from what we saw in the past. The little boy that we all knew years ago has finally grown up. Has his own team. Doing well for himself. Definitely making himself into a good heel. There's just something different about the way that Osprey now presents himself. The way that he talks. His mannerisms. It may not be as slow burn when you watch Jay White and how he presents himself as the heel. No, Will Ospreay is definitely in-your-face type of heel. He is truthful, straight to the point, and lets you know exactly what he thinks, no matter what. So he's a heel in a different way. He lets you see all of his cards because he knows he's that damn good. He knows that throughout the years of people telling him that he can't do this, he can't do that. Well, he succeeded in everything that he ever accomplished. And being the first British wrestler to hold the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. That's right. Osprey is our champion. Sorry for no spoiler alerts, but we all know that this was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't think New Japan Pro Wrestling was going to go with that booking. Anyway, he is the first British wrestler to hold the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. So congratulations are in order for Will Ospreay and United Empire. Because remember, when one person wins in United Empire, they all win. They are all winners. And if you have noticed, throughout Soccer Genesis, Bullet Club lost all of their respective matches. While United Empire, not as heavily membered as Bullet Club, all of United Empire won their matches. I'm definitely trying not to start a United Empire versus Bullet Club war on the Square Circle podcast. But we all know eventually Jay White is going to cross paths with Will Ospreay. I do not see New Japan Pro Wrestling having Ospreay drop the belt early. I see them trying to expand on this new story, this new journey with Will Ospreay carrying the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title. So I'm here along for the ride. And while Kota Ibushi had the belt for only three months, well, technically with the new belt, not even three months, barely even had it. He had the other two titles a little bit longer than this new one. And the self-proclaimed God gave up. How did he give up? Well, let's look at the whole entire timeline. We're going to do some storytelling, guys. And this is like the most powerful element you can have in professional wrestling storytelling allows casual fans to tune in and want to be immersed 
the amazingness that is pro wrestling. Let's go all the way back to January 4th, 2021. That was the start of night one of Wrestle Kingdom 15. At the time, our double champion before the championships got unified. Our double champion was Naito. Naito held the IWGP Intercontinental Championship and also the IWGP Heavyweight Championship title. Kota Ibushi is the challenger. He goes into the match and he defeats Naito to become the double champion of New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is when his whole God idea starts coming into play. And truly, if you are holding both of those prestigious belts, why wouldn't you call yourself God at that point? You are definitely God in the eyes of not only yourself, but maybe your peers will see you as that because now you are the top guy. You are the top target and you're holding two prestigious belts of the company. So why not go a little crazy? But don't go overly crazy like Abushi did. And then we get night two of Wrestle Kingdom 15, which was on January 5th. Witchblade Jay White was the challenger for Kota Ibushi on night two of Wrestle Kingdom. And despite all of Jay White's efforts and being one step ahead of Kota Ibushi in that wonderful 48-minute match, unfortunately... Jay White did not get the job done to become the next double crown champion. And no matter what, we talked about Jay White that night, the whole entire time and the whole entire month. It was about Jay White. We didn't even talk about Kota Ibushi retaining the championship belts. So maybe at that start, Kota Ibushi had doubts already in his head that while he self-proclaimed himself to be God, no one's really talking about him. We're talking about Jay White and his amazing performance against Kota Ibushi and then the amazing monologue that he delivered right after. And we all thought that he was done with wrestling and he worked us all. That nine minute monologue is still one of the best promos of the whole entire year. Anyway, so Kota Ibushi has some time with these belts and he is recognized as the New Japan Pro Wrestling Champion. And so to get people to talk about him, he started to mention how he wants to unify both of the title belts. So that way they can be one World Heavyweight Championship belt. And he promised the fans, the audience, even his own peers, that he will take that belt across the world and challenge everyone and anyone who wanted a shot at the title who wanted a shot at Kota Ibushi to find out who's the best wrestler in the world. Does New Japan Pro Wrestling still have the best wrestler in the world or does another wrestler from another promotion get to have that title? For what feels like months in the world of professional wrestling, everyone from the internet wrestling community to his own peers were up in arms about the idea of unifying both belts and erasing the legacies that have built up those championship titles. And I've said it here many times on the podcast that it takes away a layer of creativity that could have been used for the young lions could have been used for any underutilized talent that could have held the IWGP intercontinental championship title and creative stories off of that. I look at things as a creative standpoint. And so even 
JY got in on a conversation with still the best tweet ever saying exactly what we all thought that Ibushi wanted to become God. He became God when it got too tough for Ibushi to hold two titles, to defend two titles, to work twice as hard as everyone else on the roster to be the poster boy, the face of New Japan Pro Wrestling. What does he do? He acts for a unification of the titles. Does that sound like a worthy champion to shoulder New Japan Pro Wrestling around the world and to let them know why New Japan Pro Wrestling has the best wrestling and wrestlers to date on their roster? Ibushi just didn't want to do the work. That's all it was. To unify both titles, to carry around one title and to create a whole new legacy. That's all it was. If Ibushi didn't want both the titles and didn't understand the job description of being a double champion, then maybe he should have just dropped it to Jay White in the early going. But no, they wanted Kota Ibushi to run with it. And Kota Ibushi deserves all the accolades he has achieved in his wrestling career. I'm not trying to take away anything from him. He's an amazing athlete. He's also an amazing champion when he wants to be. But we do have to question some stuff, especially going along with the timeline. So after all that, we get our first title defense and it is Kota Ibushi versus Desperado. Desperado challenges Kota Ibushi because now Kota Ibushi is the top guy and he challenged him for both the titles and they fought on March 4th, the anniversary show. That was one hell of a match. Unfortunately, Desperado did not pick up the victory to become a double champion. Kota Ibushi still remained double champion and still talked about how he wants to unify the titles. And then Kota Ibushi is home resting. We don't see Ibushi pop back up until the ending of the New Japan Cup. And then we find out that Will Ospreay wins the New Japan Cup and Jay White has been taken out of the New Japan Cup by David Finley. And now we have this little story buildup of Will Ospreay versus Kota Ibushi. And by this time, the belts are already unified. We are introduced to the new belt, which looks amazing. It looks pretty. It looks like a belt for Kota Ibushi. And when he had it on his shoulder, it definitely felt like a Kota Ibushi title. So obviously the buildup has been one side in this story with Osprey versus Kota Ibushi. And Osprey did a very wonderful job narrating how this was going to go and definitely telling the crowd and telling Kota Ibushi that when it comes down to big, important, high profile matches or situations, Kota Ibushi can never get the job done. Kota Ibushi can never get over that obstacle of retaining championships or just retaining momentum. It is definitely evident when Jay White took the briefcase away from Kota Ibushi. I was happy that Kota Ibushi got the briefcase so he can challenge for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. But then in comes Jay White, takes it out of Kota Ibushi's grasp. And I was like, again, Kota Ibushi failed again. 
When is Kota Ibushi going to get the leg up? When is Kota Ibushi going to get over his own obstacles and get over his own weaknesses? Which is, he is the best in the world. He's one of the best wrestlers. And he could definitely tell a good damn story and get your heartstrings pulled. Whether that's him alone suffering with Bullet Club or him alone suffering with Will Ospreay or him and Kenny taking over the tag team world. His story arc in professional wrestling is one of a kind. But it is true that every time Will Ospreay was on the microphone and he will say that when it comes to the big one, Ibushi can never get it done. And what happened at Sakura Genesis in the main event? Ibushi couldn't get it done. There is a huge difference, however. Will Ospreay went into that match prepared. And you can see it from start to finish. He was prepared for Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi had that chip on his shoulder. He was very relaxed as if it was a regular match. Like he didn't really worry about Will Ospreay at all from bell to bell. But Will Ospreay was one step ahead of Kota Ibushi. And Will Ospreay turned the whole entire momentum when he dropped Kota Ibushi back first on that exposed unprotected barricade on the outside that changed everything that changed everything and I knew right there and then that this Will Ospreay is out to kill people he is not going to take it easy on people to let them live to see another day and when opportunity arises he strikes and he damn well goes for that juggler. And that's what he did to Kota Ibushi. The two main highlights in this match, even though it was a wonderful match from start to finish, the two main highlights is that he strung up Kota Ibushi on the top rope. And Will Ospreay did a shooting star press onto the back of Kota Ibushi. It looked amazing. Will Ospreay's talent is definitely second to none. This guy has it all. And I could praise him all day long on a podcast just based on his talent and what he showed in this match. And then right after Kota Bushi falls onto the mat, Will Ospreay follows up with another shooting star press onto him. The second highlight is when Kota Bushi was very confident that he did the Poison Rana to Will Ospreay and Will Ospreay landed on his feet. And you can see the killer instinct in Will Ospreay's eyes as the camera is definitely on him at this point. And Kota Bushi looks back and sees that Will Ospreay did not take any damage after that Poison Rana. I honestly thought that when... Kota Ibushi tapped into his demon side, that demon Ibushi that we all know he goes to when he has enough. And this time around, like I said, Will Ospreay is a different man. Will Ospreay was definitely prepared for this specific situation. And as Kota Ibushi dug down inside, he didn't go all the way deep. He didn't fully bring out his demon. He probably brought it out like 30%. I don't know. But he didn't bring it out fully. So he proceeds to do his strike combination. And because Osprey was prepared 
for it, he sidesteps and he hits Kota Ibushi with a really huge forearm and that brings Ibushi down to the mat. And we no longer see Demon Ibushi in this match at all. That was the only time where Demon Ibushi actually appears. And Will Ospreay is definitely taking advantage of Ibushi in this match. Ibushi's core was so damaged that he couldn't do his normal moves against Will Ospreay. He couldn't carry Will Ospreay. He tried with all his might. Some of the moves it happened just based on sheer willpower to continue the match. But sometimes Ibushi fell to his knees and again... Will Ospreay wasted no opportunity, wasted no time, and capitalized on Kota Ibushi. And the winning move of that match was Stormbreaker. Will Ospreay did Stormbreaker on Kota Ibushi, covered him one, two, three, and wins the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. I expected Will Ospreay to win. That was like 50% of me. And then the other 50% of me was like, no, Ibushi's going to keep it because we have to build to this story of eventually getting Ibushi versus Kenny Omega at a Wrestle Kingdom or just down the line or that Ibushi would head over to Impact Wrestling for Rebellion on April 25th. But all of my fantasy bookings for Ibushi as a new champion with crossing paths with Kenny Omega with AEW and Impact Wrestling. Like Kota Ibushi didn't have to do a lot of the work, but as long as he was able to bring that championship with him and have some programs with other guys and some fresh wrestling matches, you know, that's all I would have asked for. But we are definitely not going to get that now. Anyway, Will Ospreay set out a goal. He wanted the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title. He got it. He killed God and became a God Slayer on top of him being on another level and him calling himself the Kingpin. He slayed the self-proclaimed God that is Kota Ibushi. What does Kota Ibushi do from here? I am not entirely sure. I don't know what he can do next. We'll obviously hear some words from him soon, probably. But as far as I can tell, he is not on the road to Dantaku or even on the Dantaku show. So I don't know what's happening there. And the only reason why I keep bringing up the Jay White situation with Kota Ibushi and Will Ospreay situation with Kota Ibushi is because those two matches are very similar. There's just one major difference between both of them. Will Ospreay has that killer instinct to go for the juggler. Jay White does too. However, Will Ospreay was fighting a different Kota Ibushi on Soccer Genesis. Jay White and Kota Ibushi were both prepared for each other and they knew what to expect. Jay White was definitely one step ahead of Kota Ibushi during their Wrestle Kingdom match of 2021. However, the Golden Star managed to get the upset victory over the Switchblade just because of that cockiness that Jay White has, that chip on his shoulder that he has. All three of these guys definitely know that they're the best in the world. All three of these guys know that no one could really show them up. However, one was prepared over both, and that was Will Ospreay. 
Will Ospreay was definitely prepared for Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi was not prepared at all. And he might have faced Will Ospreay in the past. But this is a different Will Ospreay. We're not going to get the same Will Ospreay years ago where we still ragged on him. And people still rag on him. We're getting a brand new Will Ospreay. One that has always been there. One that shows his true self. Now... At the end of the Kota Ibushi versus Will Ospreay match, Ospreay definitely calls out Okada. He gives Okada the first chance to face him for the championship title because much like Jay White and trying to right the wrongs in his career, Will Ospreay wants to do the same thing and he wants to eliminate Okada from New Japan Pro Wrestling because he feels that Okada is no longer New Japan Pro Wrestling and that New Japan Pro Wrestling is Will Ospreay. Now, Okada is in the ring about to speak. Shingo comes up and takes the microphone and says that he should be next in line to fight Will Ospreay for the championship title because both him and Will Ospreay were in the finals of the New Japan Cup of 2021 and Shingo came up short. So he believes that he should be fighting Will Ospreay. Okada, in his silence, liked what Shingo was saying. So he allowed it to happen and Will Ospreay just confirmed that it will be him versus Shingo. And then after he defeats Shingo and retains the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title, he is definitely going after Okada to put Okada down. Also, I was hoping that Will Ospreay gives Jay White a chance to face him for that championship title. There was a Soccer Genesis press conference and Osprey talked about six points and some extra stuff that I would definitely love to go over. So his first point during that press conference is, will there be the separation of the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title? He said no. He is not going to split the belts back. He does not see a reason as to why to split the belts back. He believes that the wrestler makes the championship title, and I'm in agreement with that. I do believe that the wrestler does make the championship title. Will Ospreay discussed the limitations of the United Empire and that he says that the United Empire gathered under one common cause and they are truly a force to be reckoned with within New Japan Pro Wrestling and they are strong together as a unit and they work really well in the ring together. The only thing is that Will Ospreay would like to add more members to the United Empire, but at the moment, he's probably just keeping it to four, and then later on, he wants to open it up and start a Joshi section within United Empire, and that'd be cool. He also discussed about the British Championship title that he holds and brings to the ring with him. Because of the times that we are living, he can't necessarily go to Britain and defend that championship as much as he would like to. So he brought up the idea of establishing a base within New Japan Pro Wrestling to have the title defended on New Japan Pro Wrestling Programming and also the idea to turn it into an IWGP British Heavyweight Championship title which is very interesting. And there goes new, fresh stories for people. You know, I would like to see it. 
And then he talked about how to make a world champion, which is basically defending the championship title. And he talked about Shingo and Okada. And then Will Ospreay proceeds to call out Drew McIntyre. Like, what? Will Ospreay calls out Drew McIntyre so he can have a match with him to see which of the two are the best British wrestlers. And I would definitely love to see it, but I know that WWE may not be so inclined to let this happen. And by the way, Drew McIntyre is no longer WWE champion, right? I believe that's right. And it would just be an amazing match between these two guys. And I would definitely love to see that happen on New Japan Pro Wrestling Programming. And then Will Ospreay calls out CM Punk because at one point in CM Punk's career, he has said that he had wanted to face Will Ospreay. And Will Ospreay tempted CM Punk by saying that now he has a huge prize that maybe CM Punk may want to come after. But in all honesty, Will Ospreay, you do not have to lower yourself to try and bait out CM Punk, who has a dead career, who killed it himself. So trying to bait him out of retirement is not something that you need to spend your energy on. You got to spend your energy on worrying about Drew McIntyre because he's definitely way more of a force to be reckoned with than CM Punk, who stole all of Kenta's gimmicks and moves and everything. And Will Ospreay is way too good to face CM Punk. So I know that match won't happen. And by the way, if you guys are wondering why I'm so angry towards CM Punk is because I was once a CM Punk fan. I was blinded by everything that he did. And I really thought he was the best in the world until he went on Cole Cabana's podcast and almost tanked his best friend's podcast and slandered everybody and just said a bunch of shit without thinking of the repercussions. And I am no longer a fan or a supporter of CM Punk. I remember writing a blog about it. He caught wind of it and he blocked me on Twitter. And that is the best block from a wrestler that I do not mind having. But then again, Will Ospreay does not need to waste his time against CM Punk. CM Punk killed his own career and he will not be coming back. Stop thinking he's going to come back. Get over it. He's not. Will Ospreay has way more better challengers like a Drew McIntyre, like a Shingo, like an Okada to test the very best that Britain has given us for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Hell, even Pete Dunne can give you a run for your money, Osprey. Don't cut Pete Dunne that short. Will Osprey is definitely a man of many things, but we could definitely rely on him being truthful and him being straight up with everybody. He may not be the most likable guy. He may not be the most likable champion. But when it comes to in-ring performance, he is on another level. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have stuck with me throughout this whole entire podcast episode, I highly thank you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your listens, your feedback, your comments, anything. I appreciate it so much. This is the end of the podcast. 
If you guys want to support the podcast, make sure to head over to anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast. From there, you can also find me on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts as well. And if you want to keep the conversation going on Twitter, follow me at Marie underscore shadows, where we could do that 24 seven. And if you guys do not know, I have a website up and running. Ravagelands.com is where you need to go to sign up for the newsletter and become a member. We're going to start rolling out some exclusive content. Don't be late to the party. So again, head over to R-A-V-A-G-E-L-A-N-D-S.com, Ravagelands.com, sign up, become a member, and hang out with us to talk about wrestling, writing, and gaming. It's in the beginning stages, baby steps. You know how it goes. I just want to see you guys there. And thank you for all the support that you guys give us. Remember to share this episode and all the previous episodes of the whole entire New Japan Soccer Genesis 2021 card that I just officially went over. It was the most wonderful show I have ever watched from New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I am proud to talk about professional wrestling. You have been listening to the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I'll see you guys on the next one.